welcome to this episode of When Friends Come Over. And Abby, my friend, who I'm guessing you're in you're in Wales right now, right? I'm in Wales. Yes, I would say sunny wow. Wales, but it feels like autumn at the moment, and it's uh, August. So that's fun. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that you can um, come and have this conversation with me. And I wanted to talk in this episode about the goodness guide and living a life of goodness, because that is what you are all about. And a quick little backstory. I've known you, I couldn't figure out exactly for how long, but what I do know is that we've had some fun moments in mainly in uh well london in bristol but then in santa monica when you were living there and i it was santa monica right yeah i can't even remember that my memory's awful yes i came and visited you over there and we went to a great place for a lunch or or something like that in a beautiful yeah in in santa monica oh amazing okay i can't remember it so i'm gonna say it's great (laughs) (laughs) well i wanted to spend some time talking with you about honestly a really important topic that has become more important to me maybe only in like the last four or five years more intentionally and seriously and especially i think the difficulties that can be around friendships as well Mm. Uh, so i wanted to dive in to it Uh, with you because you are now building a life around this and congratulations on doing all of this study and the juggling of life that you would have had to have done while you were doing that whilst navigating your other businesses and just all of the nuances of COVID and you know everything like Mm. that so well done to you uh for thank you yes for doing all of this study and becoming a nutritionist I guess is that your qualification yeah yeah, that is my qualification. Amazing. And and I guess you're saying with it is, is it nutrition without the fluff? Yes, that that's my goal. I think sometimes it gets overcomplicated and it's like just going back to basics, yes. educating, that that's the key Very form for me, especially yeah. more so now I'm practicing. I'm like, right, education and keeping it simple for people. Yeah, absolutely. So I just, I guess quickly for some people who might not know much about you, why is it that you decided to focus on nutrition? Um, and yeah, what is the importance of it to you? So I focus on nutrition through my own nutrition, um, well, health journey over the last probably 10 to 15 years, probably most of my adult life have I really sort of dived uh, into it. I've sort of, you know, just work situation. I've worked in the entertainment industry for 16 years, which don't work out my age but I didn't go to university so let's take those two years off (laughs) Uh, so I worked in the entertainment industry for a long time and then um I just had some health issues when I was in my early 20s and then I got the diagnosis of having chronic fatigue syndrome at 25 and then the doctor being like don't know what to do with that he was like here's an antidepressants I'm like do you think antidepressants is really gonna help my chronic fatigue but you know and I was just like no I don't sort of receive it thank you I'll do my own journey so it was just going through my own journey and I think it just reached a point also in my career of like I love what I do I love the industry I'm in and I'm still sort of working in it but I'm like actually how can I really really help people um and so what would be my legacy, you know, be in the future and what things I want to change. And nutrition is so important to me because it's just it, it makes me really sad, like speaking to so many people, clients, friends, families who are suffering from a lot of chronic illnesses like long covid chronic fatigue syndrome ibs um pcos you know a premenstrual issues anxiety and and the doctors don't really have answers because 
unless there's a plaster and a pill to put on something, um, they are struggling to work out, you know, how to move forward with patients. And and, and then they and then I they, people come to me and I've, I've got long COVID and the doctor can't do anything else. And I'm like, OK, well, let's go to the bare bones of it. And I think what I'm trying to spread the word with nutrition, because I feel like when you say someone is like a nutritionist to someone, they're like, okay, well, why am I paying to see you? Because you're just going to tell me to eat eight pieces of fruit and veg a day. And I'm like, there is so much more to what I had. Didn't say three years to recommend a, like eat eight pieces of fruit and veg a day. What I do is like functional nutrition. But when people are really dealing with chronic issues that are stopping their day-to-day life, I sort of get to the root of their um, issues. So it could be a gut dysfunction. Mm. It could be um, uh, sort of cellular issues. It could be hormonal issues. And, and then I get to the root of the issue and then absolutely put a dietary protocol because at the end of the day, whatever we're eating is going to influence yeah. how we feel. But it could be a lot of supplements specific to things because people are like, I'll take a multivitamin, I'll be fine. I'm like, well, not if we're targeting sort of like you know I'm trying to think like a hormonal issue like a a multivitamin isn't going to really rebalance those specific hormones that we've got to do so it's and then it's like adds on lifestyle as well because chronic stress is such a big issue in the day-to-day life so it's all that sort of a bit of an overview of how I've got here and the more and more I'm practicing and speaking to people I'm like wow like there is such a lack of education um, on where we're up to with with um, our health and what we eat and what's in our food and what massive corporations are putting into our food to save them money. And yeah. the list goes on. So many of the things that we, we have in our, our life that we feel really passionate about normally come from a story or an experience like you went through mm. as well. So I would love to know from you, because obviously you're not just, uh, you know, practicing it but you're wanting to live it out for yourself as well Mm. so what have been the biggest benefits that you have noticed in your own life from being a lot more intentional after this Mm. journey that you've gone through what have been the biggest benefits for you personally that you've noticed in your body in your energy in your spirit from adapting this whole new you know goodness guide lifestyle in your own personal life Mm. I that's such a big question because I think it's like it's one of those things like, again, as you get older, you realize actually having amazing friends around you, you know, hence this podcast is just like, actually, because the thing is, and realizing it's such a journey with nutrition and, and you work with different people and different things work and you try the same things with someone else and it doesn't work. But I think the thing is also, it's like, well, who's around you? Like, have you got a network of incredible, you know, um, friends or family or partners that can really support you and, and are giving life to you? And, and it's really positive. Mindset's huge. Like, it really, honestly, it, the amount of people who are just like, oh, yeah, I want to change and I suffer from A, B and C and I deal with it every day, but I'm sort of going to live with it. And I'm like, but why do you just want to live with it when you can make changes and do some healing, etc.? But people want quick fixes. Mm. They just want quick fixes. They want to go to the doctor and they want the pill to cover whatever it is and unfortunately our bodies are not made like that to just put and then all the side effects to the pharmaceuticals and then etc and other things and escalate but I think for my personal journey of lifestyle and healing is having 
a really good network of friends and family who are just like gunning for you, are so positive and are there for you and just like literally hold you hold your hand like when you have flare-ups like I remember when I've had like bad flare-ups with chronic fatigue and like my mates just came over and cooked me food because I couldn't even eat you know like cook myself food or get to the shops and and then even my parents I honestly I couldn't rave more and more about my parents because and I and and it makes me feel sad because I know not everyone has that do you know what I mean but maybe people have amazing partners so it could be anything but I feel like nutrition diet is great but it's also people around you and it's a positive outlook that there is a brighter future and there's things that you can change to build your future Mm. you know it's so true about having you know the right circle community friends around you because I I so recognize that you want to be able to feel comfortable I, I know for me the the lifestyle choices I've now made when I go to a restaurant, if I'm by myself, it's fine. I want to be me, Mm. but when I'm with other people and maybe my order is going to take a little bit longer because I want to make sure that what I'm getting is what I'm, what I'm wanting to put in my body. I don't want to just accept that, but I know sometimes Mm. people can feel really uncomfortable because they're, they want to choose maybe the, the things that sound a bit more high maintenance in their order because they mm. want to know what they're getting. So I, I'm I'm just curious, like in that situation, have you come across that? But I, I but then I also know when you're with the right people, yeah, it's going to take longer to order, but we're all going to be happy and we're all supporting each other. So you just feel so aligned with those people rather than the ones that are like, make you feel bad if you mm. feel like, oh no, my order is going to take too long. So I'm a bit embarrassed because I'm not yeah. being celebrated hey that's for sure what I recognize yeah. with with all of that with with eating out and picking yeah. cheese yeah yeah I think it's like I think the thing is it's um and it's really hard it's like even for me as a nutritionist I love the odd not often but Prosecco like I, I just do I've always enjoyed it it's not something I sort of go crazy at but just now and again you sort of have to just be like so I'm gluten-free and I'm like that's just is what it is Mm-hmm. and either get on board with it or not and you know but but equally I think it's a thin line I think if you're doing sort of with the nutrition it's like I do specific it, it, any nutritionist you do specific healing for that problem at the time and hopefully you support it so well that it's no longer an issue later on I think where it becomes an issue is is the obsessiveness of like and right. I've been there when I first had chronic oh the diets I tried oh my gosh everything the FODMAP the keto um stevia oh no oh it was so much and then that causes stress in your body and it yeah. becomes a bit obsessive. And I think this is where it's really good to work nu- with any nutritionist. I say not even me, just any nutritionist, because actually they'll get you on the right path and then you're not trying every different thing and you're not getting obsessive about different things. It's like, actually, this is what fuels and what you need for your body right now type things. So, um, and yeah, just having the right people. It goes back to people as well. Who's around you who are going to support you in that journey because people are negative or they don't mm-hmm. buy into it. And those they're feeding your mental state as well. That's challenging. Yeah. Is it? Um, I, I've started a tradition in this podcast where I want to give the person I'm having a conversation with a scenario. And so the mm. scenario I want to give you, Abby, is 
that you're with some people that maybe you see them regularly, maybe not, but you just recognize that they are really, and obviously when you're so passionate about something, so you're so clearly passionate Mm. about nutrition, which there's going to be a lot of language that just is going to go over people's heads because you know all of that (laughs) and, and you want to try and find a way to simplify it and make, make it no fluff, but there's still going to be a bunch of things that people just aren't going to understand for cultural reasons, all of that. But say you're in a situation with some people and you've known them for a while and you love them so much and you know you just really recognize how unhealthy some of their lifestyles are but you don't want to coerce <laughs> them as you know as either just as a nutritionist or just as someone who just recognizes like stop doing this you know there's lots of things that we should maybe stop doing but so many scenarios are coming into my head that's why I'm laughing I'm like I basically yeah I totally get it that whole let's look at ourselves first I'm very aware that you know before we can start picking at other people's little things that we might not agree with there are going to be things in us as well but I'm just curious in a situation where you just recognize that you could see a better path especially when it comes to food and and what you're putting in your body and in your mind Um, What would you do in that situation where you don't want to coerce these people, but what are little things that you would do as a friend to just subtly influence them to make the better choices? Honestly, and this has changed recently. I would say that, that the past year it's changed. Honestly, I would do nothing, which sounds a bit mad, but I think when I was studying and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, crazy because you learn so much like and it was three intense years of studying and you learn so much like everyone should know this like everyone's got to know what's going into their food like what these companies are putting into like we're eating plastic and this isn't organic and there's pesticides and honestly you could scream it from the rooftop and I was more like that and it is it's interesting the last few months it's still a journey but I've just unless people ask there is no point because it's exactly what you just said it goes over people so unless people are really interested and even then it's like I have um and then when people ask I have friends they ask me oh should I go on this supplement or that supplement and and, and even then I'm like until I do because my initial consultation is an hour and a half you fill out a massive for, form before. So I literally know your illnesses from a baby to here to be like where you've got to and you you see the triggers. So until I know that, I can't even recommend mm. like a supplement, like, you know, even legally, like insurance wise, I can't really do that. Um, and I just think I've learned, I can preach from the mountaintop of what I've learned, but unless people are engaged and want, more than anything, want to change and make mm. those changes, there's just no point. And, and then, cause I think I was getting really um, frustrated because I was like, I was telling people, cause I think it's like anything when people learn new things or like they've seen something on YouTube or a podcast, they're like, you have to listen to it. Oh my gosh, it will change your life. It'll change your life. And then you can ram it down people's throat, but unless they're prepared to hear it or listen or change, it's just too exhausting. And and I think yeah. I just realized, I'm like, if this is my full-time job, I can't live like this because it's just like, it's too much. So that's sort of the long answer to but that. It's like, I think that's also such a great answer that actually the best, I guess to me, it's about piquing people's curiosity is giving them mm. a tiny hint to then get it, letting them, empowering them to ask for more. 
and and mm. being in that energy of like you know where I am you know that I'm yeah easily able to connect with there's no like yeah there's no sense of hesitation that you couldn't contact me if you're curious about this uh and I think exactly. that's where it's I love, I don't know, I'm going to butcher the saying, but it's that whole, you want to practice it. You don't want to necessarily preach it. So if you're living it yourself yeah. and you're living in a lifestyle that people are like, you know what, I, I really love the way that Abby does this and the way that she like just lives this rather than necessarily makes me want to like, you know, tell me everything about it, but not actually live it herself. Mm. So I think I, I, absolutely think saying nothing was a really great answer because if anything people will watch you and be influenced by you and then go you know what I know who to go to when I'm ready for that yeah yeah it's like just being available and being like yeah I'm here if you need me yes or as well and just knowing that when other people mention those topics them already knowing oh I know someone else who's interested in this too I think yeah. I think it's so important for us to be able to share the things that we're passionate about. So for me, instantly, I was like, you know what? I would love to just, I think that when friends come over, talking about health and nutrition is important. I instantly knew, oh, of course, Abby would be the first person in my head because I know she's so passionate about it and that's what she's living. And that's, but because you were already a friend, you were the person that I was like, oh, of course I'd want to reach out to Abby because she's so passionate about it and lives it. So it was a no brainer. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I tried. What is it that you would have wanted to have known that you know now that you wish and could have put into practice 10, 15, 15 years ago? Health-wise? Yeah, or, or I guess like if there was just one really practical thing that you've learned in the last, you know, four or five years that you just like, wow, if I had been doing this, you know, for me, I recognize intermittent fasting could have been doing that for like seven, eight years. Like I love doing it now. Yeah. It's such a great lifestyle for me. But I was like, ah, oh, dang it. I would tell my younger self like a few of the benefits of, of that. So yeah, I'm just curious if there was yeah. any little things that you're kind of like, if I if I could tell someone else who, who may be uh, on similar health patterns to me, if I could just mm. tell them, hey, by the way, give up all soft drinks. You don't need them or or something like that. It's, that's a, that's a tricky one because a few things come to mind so um I, th I think the first thing it's hard to say little things I think if I knew what I I, I wish, wish regret you can't really go back I and and science changes so much especially in sure. in my industry the health and well-being changes like anything like one minute's like everyone should have kombucha and fermented foods but like through my studies I'm like well, actually, no, if you've got bad gut bacteria, you're making it even more <laughs> worse. So it's like everything changes and the trends and stuff. I, I would have liked when I was, when I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue, I wish when I, because I did see a nutritionist, but I wish I took advice on doing functional testing, like really go testing, like gut tests, um, cellular tests that at the time I was like, they're so expensive. I don't need them. I don't need to pay for Cause you know, no different. You're like, you know, you know, you know, no sure. different. So that's why it's very hard now with clients. I'm like, honestly, I can guess all day and I've got a pretty good inclination of what's going on. But if we can do the test, then I 100% know and I can put you on like the most accurate sort of protocol because we know what we're dealing with rather than making things up. 
Um, not that you're making things up, but it's a bit like, it's like anything like the doctor, until you do a blood test, you don't know if you're mm. vitamin D deficient or iron deficient. It's like testing is really key. So as you see the science in that way, I, I truly believe if I did functional testing when I was 25, I would have been healed within a year. Absolutely. Without a doubt. But whereas I've had to go do it the hard way and sort of like what we like 11 years later now, you know, sort of, you, and that's for the last couple of years, I've done so much functional testing. I'm like, I know what I'm dealing with. And that's why I'm like pretty much chronic fatigue, you know, is gone type thing. Cause I I've done that. So I think that's one thing. If you were saying just for the general, you know, general public, okay, what's one thing, you know, I didn't realize carbohydrates, ma'am, carbs and sugar are the drivers of so many disease, um, of gut issues, um, glucose issues, adrenal issues, because, the Western society, we are driven by carbohydrates and carbohydrates like vegetables and whole grain stuff like, you know, brown rice and whole grain and sourdough bread. Fantastic. It's full of fiber and nutrients. But we've got the refined sugar. We've got these refined carbohydrates and they lead to so much disease and issues in your body that is a bit like and I was and, and again when I chronic fatigue I was just feeding off sugar because I was like I was struggling so much mm-hmm. I was like Mars bar da, da, da. and it was just feeding actually all my issues whereas like having more of a balanced diet with the protein and fats and good carbs then you sort of got more of the balanced diet so I feel like that has been a big learning Mm. you know the last five years of just actually sort of just knowing what you're putting into the body and balancing sort of the diet plan because yeah refined carbs sugar I mean the articles are everywhere to say what it leads on to sort of health wise so is it I guess again it comes back to that mindset and who you're around as well Mm. in terms of like you know especially because a lot of those things are the instant gratification they are the thing that sells easily they're always accessible they're the thing that's available you know you go to those convenience stores and you know I I mean very small example but you go to a convenience store I don't think I saw one bit of dark chocolate in a random convenience store and I was really craving dark chocolate the other night the closest (laughs) convenience store had no dark chocolate and I was like no okay I I won't get it so (laughs) But I guess it's just one of those things that we are so easy to go to whatever is convenient and available um, and mm. and cheap. So I guess it is that trying to rewire your brain to know the, um, you know, what, what's the what's the saying about the the uh, hold on, I'll think of this. Um, <laughs> uh short term, long term gain. You know that like short term. Oh, what does that say? What is the short term? Pain for long-term right. gain? Right, short-term pain for long-term gain. Is, it, is that like, it? This is something like that. The short-term pain for long-term gain that you're going to have a little bit of pain and discomfort right now by saying no. Yeah. But it's going to be, um, on a side note, have you heard of the the book, The Compound Effect? No. Oh, that I mean, it's just that whole micro choices that you make every mm. single day are going to point you in one or another direction sort of thing so if you choose to have mcdonald's every single day it's going to point you very differently to if you choose to have you know the right foods in your body Mm. it's very much um those micro decisions that you make so saying no today is going to help you say no tomorrow and to all of those refined sugars so great 
Yes. Okay. So basically, but I think yeah. it's finding alternatives, though. I was sure, going to say yeah. it's finding alternatives yes. because I think the thing is, it's a bit like it, it's really hard if someone's like loves chocolate because I I'm not a sweet tooth. I've always had a salty tooth, so my, my, I'm more like crisps and cheese and say I'm such a savory person. So, but and and so it's hard sometimes to get my head around it. But some people just do have a sweet tooth. They just do. Mm. And I think the thing is, it's even with clients, they're like I'm really struggling and they're being and they're stressed because I've got this protocol and then they're like I really want to do it. I really want to heal, but I just I'm just struggling at the moment. And I'm like, do you know what? be kind to yourself like be so kind to yourself because everyone you know we don't have great days every day that would be lovely if we did but sometimes there's not great days especially when you're battling certain illnesses or symptoms or issues and so it's like if you need to go off the wagon a day or two to go back on it again that's fine as well because all it does is build up this really intense stress in your body which is also not good for your health and just again for your mental health like you, you, it's sort of balancing it and it's finding alternatives and it's like again if you love chocolate a piece of dark chocolate is really good for you if it's because yeah. there's not much sugar in it and it cacao is brilliant for you and it's like it's just finding other alternatives that might have sweetness in it but it's not going to be like the refined sugary bar and stuff and I think right. and that's the thing when I first started I was that person was like right I'm not touching anything and I was so intense and I've just learned that actually intensity just builds more intensity and yeah. it just and, and so I do, I'm just I'm it just it's it's and you just not you feel a very intense person and I think so I think it's just been so kind to yourself and just be like okay what do I need today what do I sort of like want and just if you do go off the wagon with something naughty you just get back on it when you're feeling in a better space so yeah yeah it's so true it is about the I guess just creating the new habit the new habit loop for sure so I knew Mm. for me I can eat like if I give up milk chocolate something else is going to have to be in replacement for it and so yeah absolutely replacing it with 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 dark chocolate okay I want to ask you Abby about gut health because like you were saying Mm. with kombucha and things like that that you know Mm. because we see everything of like yeah kombucha must be good for us because it's (laughs) you know it's the good kind of stuff so it's a good alternative but not knowing your body first before you start seeing even if they are good things you should know your body Mm. first to decide whether or not you Mm -hmm. put that into your body so as someone who may not know the importance of looking after their gut and looking after their gut Mm. health what would be like a really simple thing that you would say to me or to someone listening that would just pique my interest of wanting to know more about the importance of it okay um so the the reason why the gut is so focused on with everyone now because your gut is 70% of your immune system and it creates 95% of your serotonin which is your happy hormone so the reason I believe there's a lot of immune issues is because you've got poor gut health and also it's amazing how there's a lot of mental health and by the way mental health there are so many elements to it so disclaimer on that you know therapy a hundred percent getting to the root of issues but I, I I'm like it's no coincidence that if 95 percent of your serotonin your happy hormone is being created in your gut 
um, if that's not optimal, then that's going to knock on your mental health because it's the gut brain axis that's been talked about because you've got this vagus nerve from the top of your brain to your gut. And if this isn't functioning and flowing, it just affects everything. I think, I think what I've noticed with people when I speak to them, they're like, oh, my doctor sent me to a gastroenterologist over here, but I also have like... Um, uh, I'm trying to think uh, so it's a gut there and then maybe like hormonal health over here so I'm seeing you know um, oh, what what are they I've got out of my head you know what I mean uh, yeah. the doctors it, and it's just like it's so doctors see they have specialists for different organs pretty much so they're like see this person see this, da, da, da. but again as a nutritionist we see things as a whole a bit like everything's a whole and and the gut I always start at that point with every client. I will hammer the gut and I'll be asking about their stools, how often they pass them, what they're like, what the smell is, everything. And people are so embarrassed and I'm like, trust me, I talk about poo every day now. It's like such a common thing for me because I'm like, you got to get to the root of it. For so, So that's the importance of it is the immune health. And, um, and, and, and I do think an element, a big element of mental health, um, as well as, as I said, everything else that comes around it, you know, with exercise and endorphins and therapy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so what I would just say to people is that's the importance of it. If you want one tip that is generic, that I feel like whatever issues you've got going on should be fine, I would say, eight portions of fruit and veg a day, making sure the fruit isn't more on the two portion size and the veg is on the six portion size. Just reason being is you've got fiber, it, uh, it, it's got prebiotics to rebuild your gut barrier, you know, and it's just got lots of benefits to it. So if it's, that's just a generic tip, that's sort of my thing. Super helpful. I, I think sometimes you, you know, as an adult, you know, oh yeah, I've got to eat my fruits and veg, but sometimes I think it's mm. good to have a reminder of the, the ratio of just even that. I'm like going, wow, I think I did overload it on fruit a lot mm. lately. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So super helpful. I've definitely taken that away. I want to wrap it yeah. up. And so I just want to ask you, Abby, what would be one or two ingredients that you put into your everyday to make it a day full of goodness? Great question. Um, rather than food ingredients, I would say um, fresh air, getting outside and walking. Like if you're able to get, it's hard because everyone's schedule's so different. If you've got kids, if you've got early morning starts, I totally, you know, I totally get it. I, I work remotely, so I've got the luxury of rearranging my schedule. But I just think getting up and out at least some point in the day, I think it just not think it does calm your nervous system. And it just helps you breathe, especially if you're a bit more in nature, um, you know, sort of, it's just, it just, I just think it just really resets because again, you can have all the nutrition in the world, but if your lifestyle doesn't help alongside it, it's, it's not going to work. So I think fresh air, getting in nature every day, and then your two liters of water. I mean, I've already said the fruit and veg, so I'm going to go with two liters of water just because again, I, I have clients that are like, I'm so lethargic and I'm so tired. I'm like, well, how much water do you do? They're like, probably about 500 mils, like two, two, like two glasses and then like a load of coffee. And I'm like, okay, how are you surviving? Because it's like without being hydrated, yeah, you've got low energy, low mood. It's not getting rid of toxins. It's so, yeah, your two liters of sort of water um, would be my, my tips. 
Wow. I think if anything, you know, the things that we for sure, I guess, know, but just being reminded of it is just so, is so helpful. And just something that I think, because we can get into such a routine and such a habit. So sometimes I think even these conversations are just reminding for me going, actually, when was the last time I checked any of my levels? Like I know I'm low in Mm. iron and I've chosen to be a vegetarian, but when have I actually then thought about rechecking that? So I just want to say thank you so much, Abby. Thank you for investing the time and that you have put to re- not just reinvent yourself, but obviously the the industry you were in and still are in, but now stepping into a new one and reinventing yourself in that way. So I celebrate you for that. I thank you for being a part of um, this little conversation and thank you for being up for it. And um, yeah, I'm sure we may have some more things to dive into in the future. Amazing. Thanks, Hannah.